By the time you hear this podcast, you'll know what Wu-Tang is for. And the Grammy goes to... Brooklyn. Sean Colvin and John Liventhal, songwriters for Tennessee. Please calm down. The music and everything, everything. Said, um, I went and bought me an outfit today that costed a lot of money today. You know what I mean? Because I figured that Wu-Tang was going to win. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Puppy is good, but Wu-Tang is the best. Okay? I want y'all to know that this is ODB and I love you all. Peace. Thank you. I'm confused now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So, welcome to the By the Time You Hear This podcast. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. And we're back with another episode. Well, you have a lot more bass than yeah, I Yeah, that was very... Turn myself up a little bit. Oh, that's sexy. More snare in my <laughs> headphones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back with another episode. That should give you a clue. That might give you a clue. Um, that's the we're we're not starting with a song. We've done that a couple times, mm-hmm. but maybe that will give you a hint as to what we're talking about this evening. Um, thank you for everyone who has been listening. Uh, so far and um, of course if this is the first time that you're listening to this you can find our podcast on iTunes Potomatic the Satchel podcast player in which you can find local podcasts being made in your area and uh, search by the time you hear this leave us a review Um, subscribe we would appreciate it yeah and uh, you can also email us at by the time you hear this at gmail.com with you spelled with the letter U because we're urban. Yes. And uh, that is the same spelling on our Instagram. And I'm forgetting something. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. But well, we spell out fa- Y-O-U. We spell out Y-O-U on Facebook. So yeah. by the time you hear this, Facebook.com, Facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. And uh, you can use our hashtag BTT. Y-H-T. Uh, that is our hashtag until we figure out something more catchy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as we are prone to do uh, with our with our format, we start with some music news. And, well, you know what we have to get into since this is a podcast about music, but mm-hmm. we're not going to get there just yet. <laughs> not quite, but we'll we'll definitely get into it. <clears throat> Uh, the first thing that we could talk about is, um, uh, well, we have some new music that came out since our last episode, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people knew that some of these things were coming out, like Charles Gambino's yeah. Awaken My Love. Uh, if you are um, if you are a fan of funk. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I think you'll like it. Psychedelic funk at that, yes. too. Like, uh, like Funkadelic. Yes. Um like uh if you like i guess like curtis mayfield Mm -hmm. or if you like maybe some some rick james or some 
some early prints. Yeah, it was huge on that when I when I heard it. Because um, I know it's classified as a soul funk album. The first thing I thought was this has a very psychedelic edge to it. Yeah. With all the samples he uses. I, I read today that he didn't use any sort of um, anything on his voice. He said he just sung different. Well, he is. He has become, I would say, more confident in singing. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it like a little bit on his mixtapes and with his... Uh, with his with his first album, yeah. he did a little bit, but now he's become more confident <laughs> in you know it's it's something that he wanted to do. Kind of like how even though he has to use auto tune, but he's he has said a lot of times he loves to sing. That's Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I haven't listened to the whole thing. I've, I've only listened to the, the things that were singles. I haven't listened to the whole album yet. So yeah, I'm continuing to be a bad fan. <laughs> I still haven't watched Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> I've only watched the first three episodes. I need to catch up. Um, I mean, I've listened to maybe like five or six tracks off of it. I have a long commute, so I have, I have a lot of time. <laughs> like an hour and a half commute every day. <laughs> so I have plenty of time. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's straight up funk soul. If if you if you're I've read if you're looking for bars. There are no this bars on this the place. album. There are yeah. no bars. I was, I went into it looking for bars because I didn't know. <laughs> I kept being like, "All right, the verse is gonna come. The verse is, the, and the verse never came." Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you what you think of that. Uh, also had J Cole for your eyes only, which a lot of people were excited about. Um, they downloaded it as soon as it as soon as it was as as soon as it was available, which was like midnight. Yeah. Oh, you downloaded <laughs> it? I didn't. Oh, okay. I thought you said you did. I was like, whoa. I'm not. I'm not as. I'm not into J Cole. Um, I, I guess as much as I'm supposed to be. I am. No features because I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, his thing, right? <laughs> yes. I'm not as into J Cole as I guess I'm supposed to be, but. Um. Yeah. So, for your eyes only is out, and he had a. I don't know if the there was a video like where he's riding on the back of a truck. It was that one of his songs on the album. I haven't checked out the album yet. Okay. I. I mean, like honestly, I I just found out it came out when I walked into work, and fired up Spotify, and it you know right there there's a banner across mm-hmm. my screen telling me so. <laughs> um, I'll I'll likely check it out this weekend to see if I like it. All right. Uh, also, John Legend has a new album out. Um, <clears throat> let me make sure I have the name right of the album. It is called Darkness and Light. Uh, it also features, uh, well, <laughs> I was just looking at how many Grammy nominations he actually had. And we're talking about Chance the Rapper here. Mm-hmm. He is on the album. So yeah. he is. Uh, he's everywhere, man. He's everywhere right yeah. now. And also, um, you know, check out the new music, uh, new music Friday playlist mm-hmm. from Spotify, who should be sponsoring us um, <laughs> at this point, new music from major laser, uh, Fetty Wap and Nicki Minaj did a song together. Um, Charles Hamilton, you all remember him, um, uh, G easy has a new song. Well, which which track is it of his is new? I didn't check out the list of Vengeance on My Mind. I didn't hear that one. Okay. Yeah, that just came out today. Uh, also, um, the Dream 
Mm. I don't know if you guys are still into him. Uh, Eric Nam or Nam and Timbaland have a song together. Okay. Uh, Lloyd and Lil Wayne. Lloyd's still around? What? <laughs> um, He's like, he has to be like 40 by now, right? Who? Lloyd? Lloyd? How old is Lloyd? He's in his early 30s at oldest. Okay, okay. Uh, and I'm not sure when it came out, but it, uh, oh, there's a new, another new album that came out was, I guess from la- last week, so since our last episode was um, Kid Cudi. Did he had a new album or a new song? I heard he was coming up with something new, and I can't. He has a couple of new me. songs out, but I think next week is when the album comes out. <clears throat> yeah, I can't. I can't. I cannot get into Kid Cudi. I just can't. I've tried before. He 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 he's changing a lot. Like is he? he was a rapper, and then he was kind of sing songy, and yeah. then he started um, doing like like psychedelic type stuff. I guess. <laughs> Uh, it it's hard to, to you can't put him in a box. He's trying a lot of different things. So good on you, kid. It's good. a it's a risk, but hey, it's what he wants to do. Uh, also, I I think it, I guess it came out today. The soundtrack to Hidden Figures about uh, the black women who were actually very crucial to the space program. Oh wait, the, the um the human calculators. Yes. Oh God! There's a really good podcast on Spotify about that about them. Um, that it was released around the same time. Hold on, let me find it. It was released around the same time that the um, Smithsonian exhibit was opened. Our museum was open in DC. Did you hear about that? Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> so there was a <clears throat> recently there was a. Uh, oh God, my nose. Hold on, I'm a little sick. Let me get my. Well, while while Ben. Um... All right, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, just to, before you, before you go into that, uh, Hidden Figures, um, a film that's coming out. I'm not sure what the date. Is. I thought it was out already, mm-hmm. but um, maybe it comes out Christmas Day. I'm not sure. I'm not going to look it up right now. <laughs> but, uh, Hidden <laughs> Figures has Taraji P Henson and Octavia Spencer and Janelle Monae as the uh, well the three of the well Taraji P. Henson is like the lead character mm-hmm. um and uh yeah about the the women who were the human calculators in the space yeah. program during the 60s uh the album is uh is produced by Pharrell interesting he has uh songs with Layla Hathaway Mary J. Blige Alicia Keys Janelle Monet, and Kim Burrell I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> so, um, I see an Oscar nomination in his yeah. future. That's I don't interesting. Know if he's going to win, but if these, these are all original songs, <laughs> one of them's got to get nominated. You said the name least. of the movie is Hidden Figures? Hidden Figures. Okay, yeah. The, I found the podcast. It's called Historically Black. Okay. And um, it was it came out around the time it, to coincide with the um, Smithsonian African American History um, Museum opening in D.C., and they that were was this year. It was earlier this mm-hmm. year, right? Okay. And they were asking For some people. I thought you were say, talking about the Smithsonian like museum in general. Oh <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like that's been um, up for a while. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was. Um, they were asking people to send in um, like art, not artifacts necessarily, but just like things that represented being black. And so this one girl sends in a picture of her um, grandmother, 
I believe it was her grandmother or great-grandmother, walking to work, and she was one of the human calculators. And so th- it's really interesting. So I didn't know they're making a movie. I'm definitely going to try to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that, I guess the whole soundtrack was released today. Okay. Um, also, uh, I don't know how long this show is going to last, but uh, there's a new show on Fox called Star. Oh, it, it, Lenny Kravitz is in there and yeah, Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Fox can, I don't know if this is, was a good idea to have another musical yeah, show. They got Empire, right? You still have Empire. Okay. And now you have Star, which is, I feel like it's an updated version of Sparkle just by seeing the, um, the trailer. Who's in Sparkle? Um, the movie Sparkle had a well. The original came out in the I would say the late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. It had Irene Cara and Lynette McKee and Philip Michael Thomas. Who did they remake? Did, did they remake that? And they remade Carey? it. They remade it with um, that's glitter. Jordan Sparks and Whitney Houston. <laughs> okay, okay, I know what you're talking about now. I don't know why I was thinking of glitter. I don't know. Yeah, why. that's glitter you're talking about. <laughs> Um, so it looks like it looks like an updated version of Sparkle, um, but it's about a girl group. It's probably you know they're probably gonna you know Sparkle, Dream Girls, stories about the Supremes are gonna Mm -hmm. be or in Destiny's Child is probably gonna be including all that. So, but we'll um, never see one about TLC. Well, we had that TV movie. Oh God! Uh, see, I forgot, Greg. I forgot. <laughs> see, that's another episode we need, uh, we need to talk about that TV movie. Uh, we're not. We're not. You're not. You're not going to see a whole lot of the the artists that you may have liked get a film, get a a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. It probably took like fifteen, twenty years to make Straight Outta Compton, <laughs> and it was still awful. Well, I mean, after you made, well, this isn't really, I was going to say, after you made Sgt. Peppers, I mean, everyone's terrified. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what, this is what comes. Like, nah, never again. <laughs> never again. You know, and then with the, <laughs> what the, and sure, it kind of reminds me of like when um, you had 8 Mile, mm-hmm. which is loosely based on Eminem. Yeah. Not the whole thing, but a lot of, it was semi-autobiographical. It might as well be it might as well be Eminem the movie, but I mean I know what you mean, yeah. <clears throat> and then a few le- a few years later, you have Get Rich or Die Trying, which oh, is supposed to be loosely based on Fifty. But well, I mean, <laughs> what I can't I think I, I may have mentioned on this podcast the the time where I I went to did I go to the theaters to see Get Rich? No, I didn't. <clears throat> I did not go to the theaters to see Get Rich or Die Trying. I still have not seen Get Rich or Die Trying. I may have rented it from Blockbuster. Throwback. That's <laughs> throwback. But there was a scene in there. Um, okay, well, when 50 verse came out, there was the the thing that kept getting pushed was that he had been shot nine times. times. Yeah. Okay. In the movie, he gets shot. And it, I mean the, the the movie is loosely based on his life. Yeah. <clears throat> and um the guy who shot him, like it was a drug that he was like, yeah, kill him and and he he shot the guy and he's then he's talking to the guy who shot him is talking to the drug dealer who who kind of set up the hit and he said um he's like is he is he dead oh, God. he's like yeah he's dead he's like 
are you sure he's dead? Yeah, I shot him like like nine times. I'm like, you really wrote that line. You really wrote that line in the film. Just so you know. <laughs> so you know there's no question who this is. Like, I think this is about 50 cent. Like, like were you counting how many times? <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> It's not enough. Five, six. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you got, um, uh, yeah. So we were talking about what new music that came out <laughs> yeah. last week. So you have that, and um, yeah. So uh, check out the new music we mentioned. If you can rewind and go back to <laughs> what that part was, um, another piece of music news. Um, Shirley Caesar, who has been all over the internets. Gospel uh, singer, Shirley yes. Caesar. Um, well, uh, I believe it's Pastor Shirley Caesar. She's a pastor now? I, I believe so. Amen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she became uh, an internet meme uh, over the uh, past few weeks, mm-hmm. um, or maybe over the last month at least. With, uh, with she had a song which was part of a sermon called "Hold My Mule." It went viral a few years ago, but over the past uh, several weeks, it was remixed, uh, especially a particular part where she talks about, um, you know, she has beans, greens, tomatoes, and <laughs> potatoes, and so on. It was remixed by DJ Suede. Uh, he is a, um. Is he from Atlanta? I don't know. Let's see. I'm not sure where where he where he's from, but he's a, a, a DJ Suede who uh, he remixed it into a into a song, which you may have heard several times. Um, people doing dances to it or freestyling over it or whatever. Uh, he did not cr- give credit to Shirley. I'm like, how? Like from. The, the part that is used is part of her song. Yeah. Uh, he did not give her, um, or it was unauthorized. She did not give authorization to to release the song. So I was going to say, did he release it? Was it released like on radio? Because I imagine if it was just released as like a joke or a parody or something. It was released as a single because it, okay. it's on Spotify. So yeah, then yeah, you got to give her credit. Sorry, bro. She's proud. She's got a case. <laughs> yeah, it's on Spotify. Mm. Uh, as part of the you name it challenge and um, uh, and also the only the only version that she authorized was performed by Snoop Dogg because uh, I think it was his version was just about food because mm-hmm. uh, that's what <laughs> that's what um, that sample was about about all the different foods that she may have and <laughs> And DJ Suede also has a video which includes references to alcohol, which she found objectionable, oh, according to the article from Billboard. And she originally recorded the song in 1988. Mm. Uh, the video looks like it was from maybe just a few years ago. But uh, yeah, and it sparked the You Name It challenge. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so she does have a case, you think. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's pretty clear cut. You can't just use a sample without getting permission. Ask would, the verve. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what's interesting, it's not even, um, it's not, it doesn't even say like featuring Shirley Caesar. I don't know if she's listed as a songwriter. She will be for it, <laughs> but um, she needs to be definitely. Mm-hmm. So you have that. Um, you said you, well, you said you liked it. I listened to like 30 seconds of it and I was kind of done. But Nicki Minaj has a. Uh, she what she would took you call the, this. <laughs> hmm? What would you call this? It's not a cover. Not a cover. It's not a parody. It's just you know. Uh, well, it, I if I heard it on Spotify, so it's at least a single. Yeah. <laughs> of uh, she has a song called Black Barbies, in which she uses the Black Beatles beat. Mm-hmm. I like it. I I I, I always wondered. How that song would be with a good rapper. I know some of y'all don't consider Nicki Minaj a good rapper, but um, I, I consider her a pretty good rapper when she puts her mind to it. And I think she she slays, as the young people say nowadays on the track. She slays. It's not a real old saying slays right there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, yeah, you have that to listen to. You can find it on Spotify. It's not on any of our list, or at least none of mine. No, it's not, I mean, it's not. So, I didn't add to a playlist, nothing. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a cool track. So that's something that you can listen to, and and <clears throat> I feel like there that would um, that would even further enhance the mannequin challenge. Uh, uh, but but hey, if you have guns, um, if you and a lot of your friends have guns, I wouldn't recommend doing the mannequin challenge with them. Did something happen? Well, in um, I think it was in Alabama, oh. there was some people who did the mannequin challenge where they were. It was like a. Uh, as if it was a drive-by shooting. Oh, that's a little so they, too real. <laughs> yeah, so it was like they went in front of the house. Well, one thing that was weird is that there was a guy like leaning on a car. Yeah, he was just like he was just chilling, and <laughs> then you have all these other people who were like pointing guns at at people at uh, other people, and then there was a van, and there were people who had guns like shooting at the house. But um, someone, I don't know, I don't know how it came up, but there was a um the police saw it or whatever and they arrested two people that they recognized from the video for gun possession. They weren't supposed to have a gun. What? Oh goodness. So, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk it. No, not for, (laughs) not for the mannequin challenge. You know, do the mannequin challenge, but I would not risk having a weapon in the mannequin challenge, you know, um, if you probably should not Mm -hmm. have one. Um, I think it's done now. The mannequin challenge is, is, is done. It's, man, these crazes are burning out so fast. It's been less than a month, right? <clears throat> yeah. It seems it's been less than a month and it's boom. Yeah. <sighs> Once Hillary Clinton did it, I thought it should have been oh, over. Oh, yeah. I forgot. She, so it's probably been more than a month. Yeah. Because she, she did it with Bon Jovi. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, some people are, are still going to do it. I've seen some good ones. Like there was like a kind of a social injustice mannequin challenge. Okay. I may have posted on my Facebook page where it was, um, you had the, the diff, it, they used audio from these different like incidents from when like Philando Castile was oh. shot and then with, uh, Alton Sterling and then people okay. protesting and they had a mannequin challenge off of that. I thought that was pretty cool. 
nice. I dig that. I might check But there's also too. been like more of the the fun ones where there was someone used their dog and their dog was actually like holding the pose while they're like washing dishes. Oh wow. Or vacuuming <clears throat> or folding clothes. It was really funny. That's actually like, it was pretty incredible. The dog doing chores. <laughs> <laughs> so um like it's been fun, but it, and it's it's just interesting. Like I don't know how it started. I maybe somebody. I'm not sure how it exactly started, but I thought that was what was in the video for the song, and it's not. No, yeah, it started with on Twitter. Um, I've yeah. seen the original video. It's just in a classroom. Um, some kids just doing it in a classroom, and it just blew up overnight, basically. And for some reason, he chose to use that song. And after that, rest is history, as they say. Yeah. Short one, a short history, but history nonetheless. <laughs> and as of right now, Black Beatles is still the number one song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the number one album is Starboy mm-hmm. by The Weeknd. As big as the can- of a campaign as um, Spotify did for that, yeah, it should be number one. Cause I, and I believe every single or every song from that album is in the Hot 100. Yeah, like Spotify has like... I don't know what they're getting out of this other than the streams and, and subscriptions, but like, man, like it's been huge. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, well, let's go ahead and get into this. Oh yeah. The Grammy nominations are out. Oh yeah. So, uh, let's get some quick stats on the Grammys on the Grammy nominations this year. Um, uh, I believe the most nominated artist, um, Says it here is um is Beyonce. Beyonce is the most nominated artist of just for this year. She right? got nominated nine times. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. It is it's nine times. Like I'm not making that up. Yeah. So Beyonce is nominated nine times. Uh it could have been ten, but I'm I'm just now seeing an article where her song Daddy Lessons was rejected for the country category. I and that's a song it. she did on CMT and made or, everybody mad. <laughs> and yeah, and then the website scrubbed every reference to her because she performed the song with the Dixie Chicks. Really? Oh, that I bet that made country music explode. <laughs> Beyonce and the Dixie Chicks, the America hating Dixie Chicks. Oh God, I can only imagine. America still hates them. That's crazy. They'll never get over that, man. <laughs> They'll never get over that. You can't go to you can't go to of all places. England and insult America <laughs> like we beat them in a war. You can't. <laughs> that's the that's the oh that's hilarious. I didn't know that's the Dixie Chicks. So yeah, um, she is. Let's see if we go to the next. What they have like some numbers on? Uh, no, I was looking for. Okay, here we go. So yes, Beyonce nine nominations. Drake, Rihanna, and Kanye have eight each. Nice. Chance the Rapper has seven. Adele and 21 Pilots have five each. And uh, in four, there's a bunch of people with four. Uh, Justin Bieber, Benny Blanco, David Bowie, Tom Coyne, Mike Dean, Kirk Franklin, Greg mm-hmm. Kurtzton. Is it Benny Blanco? The producer? Benny Blanco, yeah. Nice. Uh, Max Martin, Laurie McKenna, Marin Morris. Um, so, yeah. Um, so let's just get right into it. The I think the the ones that always interest me are the the general ones. Yeah. The general category. So let's start with record of the year. We got Hello by Adele, Formation by Beyonce, Seven Years by Lucas Graham, yeah. Work by Rihanna featuring Drake, Stressed Out by Twenty One Pilots. Um 
is there any like the record of the year that goes to the artist and the producer? Yeah, that goes. That's a producer's award, I believe. Okay, song, I thought well, they, or maybe both. I know song is the songwriter. <clears throat> yeah, song songwriter record, record is the is the performer and producer. Let me see here. I believe. Well, let's see what the. Um, let's see who it goes to. It's award to the artist, producer, producer recording engineer, and or mixer. If and mastering engineer too. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah, so everybody <laughs> almost. <laughs> Uh, so, um, well, one, who do you think is going to win and who do you think should win if it's different? I believe this is, I, I believe this is either Adele or Beyonce's award to lose. Mm -hmm. Um, I want Lucas Graham to win it. Um, I, I'm gonna say I think Lucas Graham should win it too. I, I I honestly will go on a limb and say that I think Seven Years is one of the best tracks of the year, and now I'm glad that there, it's it's gonna have. I wanted to have the hardware to back it up. Yeah, a lot of people laughed at me when I was like, "Oh, this is a really good song. I think it's an excellent song." Um, but yeah, I think I, I mean this is this is a two horse race between Beyonce and Adele. Work by Rihanna would be my second choice for who should win. Um, yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> I do think Beyonce is going to win. Uh, Hello, while it is a good song, mm-hmm. um, I think it. The thing to me with with Hello is that it became such a huge song because people were just hungry for more Adele, Adele. Mm-hmm. after Twenty One. Rolling in the Deep was a much a, better song. Much better song. Yes. yes, it's a much better song, and I think Hello. Uh, was I think it, it, there's a little bit of hype behind yeah. it. Well, there are better songs on that album than Hello. <laughs> yeah, it was. Just I mean, the it's a it's a good song, but it became what it was because, like, oh my god, it's a new Adele song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and she performed the hell out of it. Yeah, she did. But <laughs> it, Give her because a it was award, oh my god, know? new new Adele. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I have to play this um, a half a billion times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and in that case, I would say give her a performance award. Which is she? Pre- I don't know if she's nominated for best for pop, pop vocal. It has to be. I don't think you'd be in the yeah, general it's up award there. Yeah, it's not up there. in your own yeah. your own category. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, and I think it's between those two. Uh, it would be nice to see Beyonce win one of these general awards because she seems to get nominated with everything she puts out. It well, would be more of an achievement award because of all of the material. Well, I mean, she's got one. She's got a Song of the Year award. I mean, you just, oh, you, for single ladies, you can cap it at that. Honestly, if you want uh, to, <laughs> we're gonna have an episode where Ben gives us all his grievances. <laughs> he airs all his grievances against Beyonce. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think formation is going to win, um, work. That wasn't even the best song on Rihanna's album. I don't think it wasn't, but I, since this is kind of a a producer's award, I really like the production on it just to be honest about it. Like the song is average, but the production, um, I don't know everything, the arrangement, everything about it. Like, I don't know. Like, I just really like it. All right. And um, Stressed Out by 21 Pilots. uh, I think that's a... um, 
that's like a millennial anthem to me. I hate a that little song. Bit. I I can't stand that song. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. They wanted to go back to the good old days where mom read them bedtime yeah. stories, and now they had to get a job. Mm-hmm. Millennial anthem. It's a good thing they can write, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, um, we'll, we'll we'll come back to the to the big one. Okay. Uh, song of the year. Now, song of the year is different from record of the year because this goes to the song writers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so song of the year we have Formation, Hello, I took a pill in Ibiza, Love Yourself, and Seven Years. Um, Formation is the thing that's weird to me about Beyonce songs is that the lyrics a lot of times seem to be very simple mm-hmm. and minimal. They are. But then you look at the songwriters, there's like, well, with this one, there's only four people on it. And no, only four. Only four. Only. But sometimes it's like eight or nine. Like, how did it take eight or nine people? I mean, did you write a little keyboard part? And so you get a songwriting credit? Exactly. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how is that that many people on this song? Like, I think Single Ladies had like eight people on it. Mm-hmm. I swear it does. Uh, so... um. Uh, along with Beyonce being a being a co-writer, which may be an issue within itself. She ain't writing no damn lyrics in the song. She wrote nothing. <laughs> she she showed up. Hey hey, someone may be asked her. Hey, where's your uh, where you were born in Houston, right? <laughs> or no, she's like, where were you born? Houston. Okay, so she put she said the Houston. When you were part. young, what was your favorite uh, seafood place? Red Lobster. <laughs> All right, cool, good. Thank you, Beyonce. What do you always carry in your bag? Oh, hot sauce? Oh, sorry. Hot sauce. Oh, so that's how she got writing credit. Um, <laughs> also includes Michael L. Williams, who is Mike Will Made It. Uh, Khalif Brown, which is one half of Ray one, one half of Ray Shrimmerd, Sway Lee from Ray Shrimmerd. And you have Ashton Hogan, and uh, they don't have a Wikipedia article. So I have I no clue who is. he is. He's just happy to be nominated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hello was written by Adele and Greg Kirsten. Uh, I Took a Pill in Ibiza was written by Mike Posner. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's interesting is that what, um, I mean, it's a, it's the songwriter part, but what was became the, the acoustic version I was overshadowed version. by the EDM <laughs> version. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like that, what made the song on that we talked about that the top 10 worst songs according to time magazine yeah. that line about <laughs> you wanted to show vg was cool uh that kind of made it a cheesy song but it was uh, in the overall song it was it was very it was very honest he was very honest about yeah. himself well mike poser's always been an honest songwriter though yeah hasn't he i mean like i felt like he was so <clears throat> yeah um that's who I would want to win just because of what the song is and yeah. what it's about. Uh, you have Love Yourself by Justin Bieber, uh, it, written by Justin Bieber, Benjamin Levin, who is Benny Blanco, mm-hmm. and Ed Sheeran. It would be his second Song of the Year um, Grammy in a row. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Seven Years by Lucas oh, Graham. Yeah. Written by Lucas Forchhammer, who is Lucas Graham. Um, <laughs> I think these are just oh, wait, other members of his band. Yeah. Oh, Lucas Graham is the name of the band. I thought you know, his stage name was Lucas Graham. Oh, no, Graham. no. It was, it was, it's the so name Lucas of Graham the band. is the name of the band. 
and he is he is Lucas. And you have Stefan Forrest, Morton Pillegaard, and Morton Ristorp, which I think are they all in the band? Not this guy. He's just okay. it looks like he's a producer. But um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, you have that song. God, I hope um, it wins. So are you are you saying are you would you be picking uh seven years to win? I'm not picking it to win. Um if it were up to me, it'd be between either Love Yourself or Seven Years. I think Love Yourself is a great song. And I think um Love Yourself is about Selena Gomez. I'm fairly certain Love Yourself is about Selena Gomez. Mm. Um just from listening to the words. And then Seven Years to me is a song that um, kind of defies lot like um, traditional pop standards. I get well, not traditional, like new pop standards. Um, its hook isn't real. Like there's no chorus. There's no repetitive chorus. Um, the most catchy thing about it is him saying, "Once I was seven years old," and then he just kind of goes through this whole entire story, and he never really goes back to to a refrain that he repeats. He just kind of keeps going. Um, until he's an old man and he's dying. And I thought, and I, I like that. I thought that was very original. Like you don't have many songs. Usually you have to have some sort of tagline that you have to repeat over and over again to become a hit. He didn't have to do that. All right. Um, yeah, for this, I, I'm, I'm going to pick, I took a pill in Ibiza to win, which is a very good song. That's a very um, good song. And I think who's going to win. I really, I think it's still between hello and formation. Yeah. I'm, I, I think it's going to be hello. I think it's we're going to see a category split. I think they're going to give it to formation based on production. I think they're going to give it to Hello based on it's what I used to refer to as a proving song. It's it's a it's a mid tempo ballad in which she uses a lot of range to sing it, and they're going to be like, oh yeah, this is you know it's a good song, it's a well written song. That's what they're going to say. But I mean, like, I don't think it's the best of those. Yeah. Um, let's move over to best new artist. Most commonly known as the Kiss, Kiss of Death. <laughs> um, you can ask Starland Vocal Band about that. <laughs> so we have uh, Kelsey Ballerini, The Chainsmokers, Chance the Rapper, <clears throat> Marin Morris, and Anderson Pack. Um, the only one I'm not familiar with is Marin Morris and Kelsey Ballerini. I mean, I'm not familiar with either of them, but they appear yeah. to be country or country rock type artists. Marin Morris seems like she might be a Shelby Lynn. She might get it. <laughs> she hadn't been in the game as long as Shelby Lynn, though. Uh, so she has like four albums, right? She released four studio albums. Oh. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> maybe a Shelby Lynn type of achievement. What did she say when she got up there? She, like, she was this for, salty. She was so salty. Yeah, so like I've been in this for <clears throat> ten years or something like twelve years, something like that. I'm not yeah. new. <laughs> and what happened to her? <laughs> Anywho, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and then we have Kelsey Ballerini. Um, I think that the Academy has to do this every year with the best new artists. They have to put in the new female country singer. Mm-hmm. And that's who Kelsey Ballerini is. Um, she has just one album, but it came it came out last May. Um, she also has an EP, and she came out with two singles this year. Uh, she has a song called Peter Pan, which went gold. Um, and yeah, she just been, she's been pushing this one album for for two years. So it looks like she's trying to carry the flag of Taylor Swift. Yeah, they need a uh, they need a pop 
well, they need a, a young country artist. And what's interesting with Kelsey Ballerini, this is her only nomination. Hmm. <laughs> with that, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I feel like you should have multiple nominations if they're going to put you in the best new artist category. I mean, at least for a song or the whole album, you should at least have one of those <clears throat> with it. So she may have been snubbed in that way. Yeah. So this is interesting though. It says she, um, a lot of pop influences. Then she got into country through Keith Urban, started listening to Taylor Swift, Sugarland, Dixie Chicks. Um, Shania Twain is her biggest influence. It's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm, we're not saying she's, it's not going to turn into a successful career, but, uh, to me, it's just like, she came out of, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, I think she was a throw in nominee because she's not nominated for anything else. Um, the Chainsmokers had probably one of the most unexpected runs. It had a huge year. Um, a couple of top 10 singles, if mm-hmm. not number one. I well, know Closer I know. was number one. Closer was number one. I don't think... Um, I don't think Don't Let Me Down was number one. I don't think that was. Let's see how they did. Uh, Closer was number one. Don't Let Me Down was number three. Um, a song called Roses, which came out last year, is number mm-hmm. six. Um, all we know is number 18 as of right now and setting fires, which was their most recent single is, well, it's in the top 100, (laughs) but I think people are still, yeah, yeah, people are still listening to, uh, don't let me down and closer. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, a big, a big year for them. Uh, and they're like this year's, uh, disclosure. Yeah. Oh, that hit home. What happened to Disclosure? <laughs> Disclosure came out with that. The second album they came out with came out last year. It had Mary J. Blige on it. No. They did, they did a song on her they did album. A song, they okay, did, yeah. yeah, they did a song on her album. Because she, she has an album of which she worked with exclusively British producers and artists. Oh, I didn't know that. The London Sessions, I think that what it's called. Um, very, very good. Because British R&B and American R&B. Yeah. Yeah, very different. <laughs> you know, she did a cover of uh, Stairway to Heaven. The OJs or Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. Okay. Because she also covered a whole lot of love. Mm. Check it out when you get a chance. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, the Chainsmokers are this year's disclosure. Mm-mm-mm. And, uh, you know, with EDM and, and House and all of that. <laughs> so uh, congratulations to them. Uh I don't know that like I, I uh, well let's get to the other news real quick uh, Marin Morris um, country artist uh, don't know anything about her really mm. um, and there's Chance the Rapper who uh, still one of the most in, the more interesting stories as far as how he came to prominence um, with no with no label <laughs> he's, or he's or he's totally completely independent uh so uh okay Uh, now that i'm looking i've i know who marin morris is um matt got me into one of her songs 80s mercedes okay yeah i listened to that other song that song the other day yeah uh, trying to find out what what her what her big songs were i remember okay yeah that's not a bad song very very pop very i mean pop with a country voice although i've been hearing a lot of that like 
kind of like country esque music with drum machines looping and stuff, and then like like Florida Georgia Line, <laughs> yeah, but like even more pop, like because mm. they're like, well, I'm not gonna go into what they are, but yeah, yeah, you you you, you got it, yeah, you got <laughs> yeah. it. Um, and then uh, Anderson Pack, uh, he has one of my favorite albums of the of the year, uh, Malibu, and uh, it's his second album. And he also came out with a with a uh, a project with uh, producer Knowledge. And it's called No Worries. So he kind of came out with two albums this year. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, that's one of my favorite albums this year is Malibu. So I think he probably should win. <laughs> I kind of don't want him to because of the, the curse of the best new artist. Yeah. Even though if we look at the best new artist winners recently... Um, let's see. That's where last year it was Megan Trainer, and she's still on a roll. What she won last year? Uh, the year before, Sam Smith. He hasn't come out with a new album yet, but he has since won an Oscar. Okay, so um, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. They came out with another album. Um, they could not reduplicate I, that. Yeah, yeah, they could not duplicate the heist. I don't think they tried to do that. Yeah. But I think that's what people may have been expecting. In that's some way. hard to do, though. That's not fair. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a that's like a huge day. De- well, that wasn't even their debut, though. Like that was their. Yeah, it was. That was their major label debut, or just their debut in general. It. I think it was their. Yeah, that was the first one they did as Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Okay. Yeah, that was Macklemore had a couple of. I think he has a couple of like mixtapes or EPs as yeah. by himself, but. With the act together, that was their first one. Yeah, that was a monster album. That's hard to duplicate. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I don't. I don't even think they were trying to duplicate it. I think they were just trying to like, okay, let's just do make something our, else. Yeah, yeah, let's just continue to make music how we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, they're all fun. Remember fun? Yeah, dude. What happened to them? They were really good. Um, I think. Uh, the lead singer Nate, Nate Ruiz went solo. Why? Oh yeah, he did do that song with uh with Pink. He had a song with Pink. Yeah. But I think he's then he made a he has a solo album. He has a solo album that came out last summer. Okay. So I don't know if Fun is. He need a new Fun record. Yet. Uh, Bon Iver. I don't think he's trying to be famous. <laughs> he's not trying to be famous. Um, Esperanza Spalding. Yeah, she was the last no name person I remember winning. Uh, Zach Brown Band. <laughs> I don't hate his music. I just don't like him. Mm, okay. Yeah. And um, go back to Adele and the uh, the tragedy that is Amy Winehouse, oh. Carrie Underwood, John Legend, Maroon Five. So there have been some successful acts. Okay. So I guess it's not the kids of death anymore. I mean, the ones you could say, well, okay, they're not that uh, successful. You could say Esperanza Spalding, but. She had a lane, and yeah. she's she stayed in her lane as far as yeah. what her music is. Didn't um, Evanescence win it one year? Evanescence, I think that is the last Kiss, Kiss of Death. Death yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's the last one. That was the lead singer got too big for their britches, <laughs> and then their their leads their songwriter yeah, left. He left. Yeah, he went. <laughs> so, he yeah. So. so yeah, so that would be the last one. Um, so maybe it's not so bad. Yeah. Um, 
yeah okay so best new artist for that okay we're gonna go to album of the year all right um adele's 25 lemonade by beyonce purpose by justin bieber views by drake and sailor's guide to earth by sturgill simpson he's probably gonna win it (laughs) (laughs) uh if they're doing like they did that one year where um arcade fire yeah (laughs) um where yeah where they won they might it'll be a ladies and gentlemen introducing Sturgill Simpson like this is gonna be (laughs) that's what it's gonna be because no one knows anyone who says they know who Sturgill Simpson is is either a a hipster or b is lying to you like his music like I, I like the type of music he does is so niche like it's just like like he's country in style only like it's it's and so I mean there's nothing wrong with that I mean there's nothing wrong with that I'm sure he makes he makes you know interesting sounding music you know it's it is definitely country roots rock americana well not americana but country roots rock style music um well we have Adele who won uh 4 years previously mm-hmm. with 21 uh Beyonce her last uh, she was nominated for her self-titled album and she was nominated for I am Sasha Fierce so this is her third. So she's never won one. No, no. This is the third time she's been nominated in this category. Um, Drake, his first time being nominated in this category. <clears throat> Justin Bieber, his first time in this category. Mm-hmm. And Sturgill Simpson. That makes me happy that Purpose and Views um, by Justin Bieber and Drake, respectively, were nominated. Because to me, um, I thought those were two really good pop records, <clears throat> and I'm glad that the Academy finally recognized um, two really good, just straight pop records in this day and age. Because typically, I'm trying to think like you don't get a, a like just a straight ahead pop record like um, um, last year, 1989. <sighs> All right, we're going to have an episode where Ben airs his grievances about Taylor Swift. Not like her. Even Still though like she, 1989. <laughs> even though, um, yeah, well, it, I mean, I think y'all knew by now Taylor Swift was going to work her way into being yeah. on this particular episode. I didn't do it this time. <laughs> but It yeah. was going to come up anyway. It but, was inevitable. But Purpose, um, I think Purpose runs circles around 1989 <laughs> as a record. Um, so does, well, I mean, I haven't listened to all of Views. Views, I mean, from what I've heard of Views, it runs circles around 1989. Yeah, I think they're both. Uh, both albums were good. They had a they the the songs that were singles were were good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see. Well, I agree with you that views is pop. It's not as much. It's not as much a rap album as people may think it is. Yeah. To me, it was more of a like the the one the songs that were dance holly. Yeah were the ones that were the, the hits like a hotline bling mm-hmm. and um uh too good the song you did with yeah. yeah I mean like so, it's songs like that. I mean it's also it's hip hop in style only. But I mean this is Drake is a pop artist at this point. Yeah. I mean he's I mean he seems to be able to like effortlessly flow through rapping one second, singing his hook the next second. I mean like yeah. All right, so um, okay, so uh, 
that's it for the the general categories. Those are the ones that I'm interested in most of the time. But what what other categories kind of interested you as far as who's been nominated? Um, I would say maybe pop best pop solo performance. Um, I really like Dangerous Woman in their Ariana Grande. I wished that entire album had been nominated for um, album of the year, but I feel like that's one of those she's got to get older to get that nomination because that yeah. was a good album. She's, I mean, like let's be honest, or in my opinion, at least Ariana Grande has put out three solid albums. Um, I cannot think of the names of them right now, but they've all been very solid. Um, and she's getting more mature. I hope. I hope she's not turning into it like a little sex thing, because like all of her songs lately have been very sex driven. Yes, she is. So I'm wondering, you know, if the Nickelodeon has worn off. <laughs> um, and then, uh, let me see. Well, it, it whatever it is, I guess it's it's more it's easier to deal with than whatever Disney is doing to their kids. <laughs> if you look God, at Miley Orlando Stone. Brown and. Well, yeah, Miley Cyrus, yeah, but she's she's able to get herself back to the mainstream by being a judge on The Voice, yeah, um, which we could talk about at a later time. Mm-hmm. But um, just seeing why Orlando Brown is blowing up on the internet, <laughs> I'm just like, what is Disney doing to these kids? Um, so yeah, um, I hope that. Uh... Mm-hmm. Between best pop vocal album, a very female dominated category there. I really like Confident by Demi Lovato. I like Dangerous Woman, of course, by Ana Grande. Um, I I mean, if if Adele does take album of the year, don't give her best pop vocal album too. Um, give that to maybe Sia. Yeah, she is. You think so? Or Sia, if, however you say. If it. if Adele wins, you know, I, I don't want to. Uh, you know, I, we're not five thirty eight dot com in any way. <laughs> <laughs> but if Adele wins best pop vocal album, uh-huh. probably her chances go up of winning album of the year, like significantly. Yeah. Um, you know, even though the votes are already in by that night, but yeah. I think that that's what, that's what could happen. I don't like, we talked about this um, before the show aired sound of silence live on Conan. What is, what is this? What is this know. Academy? What is this? I don't get it. Why, why is the a live performance on, late night TV. That's not a single. Yeah. I don't like it. Maybe it was a single, but it was probably a very limited release kind of single or whatever. Mm-hmm. But why that, why that particular version? They got it on an album. Yeah. What is, what is that? I don't get it. I would understand like, okay, in that same category, Joe from live from Austin city limits by mm-hmm. Alabama shakes. Austin city limits is a music show. Mm-hmm. It's a music concert series. Okay. But why this particular performance on Conan? <laughs> What if they did it on the on late night with Stephen Colbert? Yeah. Okay. What makes it live on Colbert? Like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that one that one doesn't make too yeah. much sense to me. Um, I take umbrage with them putting "Hardwired" under the rock category, "Hardwired" by Metallica under the um, rock category, and not best metal performance. Um, okay, I see a nominee for best rock song. Yeah. So I guess maybe it could be both, really, honestly. You could have it under both, but it should be in best metal performance. Unless they just feel like, because I mean, I'm not, I, I I don't really like Megadeth anymore. I don't know who Periphery is. I don't know much about Go, Gojira. I have not heard the new Korn single. Um, or maybe I have, and I just didn't realize it. And Baroness, I'm not What's familiar with it. What's interesting is that Korn, Korn is still, they're still at it. Yeah, they they're got still new drummers. They're still pushing themselves. And, yeah. and, 
you know, maybe their stuff is more critically acclaimed. I, I don't know if they're they're not going to get back to the 1998. Success. No, that, they're not I mean, going to get back to that. That's gone. Um, I mean, but they're still they're still out here doing it. Yeah, I can respect. I'm that. surprised that John Davis still has a voice, the way he sings. <laughs> like I'm surprised he can still sing. Um, I know we were looking at also at uh, what was this the um, R&B performances, and we mentioned. Um, how you have what is this now? All right, best rap slash song performance. Yeah, the Academy. They finally understand what we. What? what how long ago was that episode? That's about a month and a half ago, maybe. Yeah, sing songy rap. They get it now. Um, best rap song performance. Hotline. Well, there Bling. was there was the best <clears throat> rap song collaboration, but mm-hmm. that would mean it's two artists. They they've changed it recently to best rap song performance. Mm-hmm. Uh. And yeah, Hotline they, Bling, they, the they, leader yeah. of the the sing songy rappers. Yeah, it, the line is officially blurred. Um, <laughs> uh, and who do you think will win out of this category? I Hotline mean, I Bling. think it's 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 Drake's to lose. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that Lil Yachty is in this category. Uh, but it's more. Is it dram drum? I'm not familiar with these. I guys. thought it was DRAM. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Kanye West has uh, two nominations in this category, uh, and he has. Let's see how many how many nominations does he have overall? Eight. Kanye has eight nominations. Yep. Not album of the year. I mean, I don't think he was going to win, but it would have been nice to have him in the category because. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the what, because of what life of Pablo, what like what represent it is, <laughs> what, what it represents, and you know he he did a lot of different things. I think what may have hurt it though is that the songs he came out with before the album came out were not on the album. Like okay. all day was not on there, which people like the four or five seconds. Yeah, that song's not on the album. I wonder um, is and, this uh, his only first one? The the song he did about the song he did about his daughter, the song he did with Paul McCartney. Yeah, the other song that's not on the album. So maybe that hurt it. That okay, you have these singles, but they're not included on the album. Was this his first record or his first album that was not nominated for song or album of the year? Or was that a eight oh eight? Eight oh eight was not nominated. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but everything else, wait. What was after? My, uh, Dark, Beautiful, Twisted Fantasy. I think that was nominated yeah. for Album of the Year. I think most most everything he does, they respect him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, not, well, he's been, like, but he's only been nominated for those awards. He's never won Album of the Year. Yeah. Um, but he, and he's probably not going to even attend because Frank Ocean is not nominated at all. Yeah. Well, didn't he miss the, he didn't miss the uh, deadline? Um. Maybe. Let's see. Was did Frank Ocean miss the deadline? Now that that may be a possible that that may be a possibility. Um. Let's see. It uh, this official date. Well, the official release date is August twentieth. And as far as the let's see what the deadline is for releasing the album. Um, I don't, I don't see it. 
Yeah, I don't see what the deadline is, but I thought it was like November something. Oh, okay. Let's let's we have to Google it. <laughs> deadline for another sponsor. Google. I thought it was like November or something. Okay. It's totally possible. Yeah. So it would have made the... It would have made the... The deadline, the deadline. basically. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's check the FAQ. <laughs> um... Okay, albums released between, okay, for this one, October, between October 1st, 2015, and September 30th, 2016. So the cutoff date was September 30th. Oh, okay. So he made it, basically. He made it. Yeah. Not nominated. That's interesting. I wonder why. I'm not sure what, what that was about. Um, I thought, I thought, uh, here, I thought Gunny was just being a brat. He was, uh, <laughs> he had some grievances. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um... Another category that interests me is uh, uh, best rap album does interest me. You have Life of Pablo, uh, previously mentioned Views, mm-hmm. uh, Blank Face LP by Schoolboy Q, uh, and The Anonymous Nobody by De La Soul, Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper, and Major Key <clears throat> from DJ Khaled. <laughs> the Quincy Jones of hip hop. Mm-hmm. I know I'm using that term very loosely. I agree. I, I, he I brings people agree. together and he doesn't have to do all that much. He can do nothing. <laughs> he talks every now and then. So I don't think DJ Khaled's going to win the award, but it would be very funny and entertaining <laughs> if he did. And uh, Would he have to bring all those people up with him? There's a lot of people <laughs> on that record. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure how to do it. I don't know if it'll be all those artists or if it'll be just him. Um... Uh, uh, well, another another category that I I tend to look at is the music for visual media, basically mm-hmm. like the soundtrack. So, uh, you have Amy from the uh, Amy Winehouse documentary, okay. Miles Ahead, the mm-hmm. Miles Davis film, uh, Straight Outta Compton, which shouldn't count. That shouldn't count. It's like their songs and then a few other songs. Like it was NWA. There was nothing new on it. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad, which is probably going to win, and Vinyl. Is that show canceled yet? I'm not sure, but... I've never even heard of the show. It's on HBO. Oh, okay. That might be why. All right. And uh, song written for visual media, uh, Can't Stop the Feeling. Which uh, was number one on Time's most annoying rec- um, <laughs> singles list. Yes. I'm telling you, Golden Globe. It's coming. Uh, Heathens was from Suicide Squad. Just Like Fire by Pink from Alice Through the Looking Glass. Probably a Golden Globe nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, Purple Lamborghini by Skrillex and Rick Ross. Try Everything by Shakira, which was written by Sia and Stargate. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is Stargate. Oh, yes. for Eric Camp, yeah. And uh, The Veil by Peter Gabriel from the movie Snowden. 
that's probably going to be nominated for an Oscar. Think so? Yeah. I haven't even heard the song. I'm just it's <laughs> Peter Gabriel and the Academy will find an excuse to nominate Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins for something. <laughs> uh, one more we wanted to look at was producer of the year. Yeah, I was just looking at that actually. So we have Benny Blanco, Greg Kirsten, Max Martin, 1985, and Ricky Reed. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, wait, <clears throat> let me look at the other one because it has the it has the uh, who they, what they actually worked on. Okay, producer here, Benny Blanco. He did uh, Cold Water by Major Lazer and Justin Bieber. Um, I Love Yourself by Justin Bieber. Love by Tory Lanez. And Kill Him With Kindness by Selena Gomez. Greg Kirsten worked with <clears throat> Sia. He co-wrote and produced Hello by Adele. I don't recognize that name. Yeah, because he was the writer. He was the co-writer on there. <laughs> yeah. And Something The Way You Move by Ellie Golding. Max Martin, uh, Can't Stop the Feeling. He worked on Dangerous Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked on Just Like Fire and Rise and Some Love to Your New Lover and Side to Side. 1985 worked with DJ Khaled, Drake, Party Next Door, uh, Division, and James Vincent McMorrow. Oh, really? Okay. I like that. I like him. And Ricky Reed worked with Megan Trainer, Fantagram, Five Seconds of Summer, Fits in the Tantrums, DJ Snake, and another Fantagram song. So, um, this award is, uh, yeah, it's not, you don't see like the, these are guys where you don't have to, I mean, I don't know if 1985 did it, probably not, but you don't have to put your, your producer tag on the song. <laughs> I feel like that's an automatic disqualifier yeah. for this award. Mike if you do Will that. made it, will not be. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mike, you're nominated in the other categories, but you but won't be nominated for Boomin. producer of the year. Metro Boomin. We want to read the liner notes for your name. <laughs> we don't want to hear your name on the song. Who is this young Metro? <laughs> so, yeah, no Metro booming. No Mike Will made it. Mm-mm. No DJ Mustard. Mm-mm. Or back in the day, <laughs> JR. <laughs> <None of that. laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to. Oh, wow. All right. We, we I, I think we ran a little long on this first segment, but that's okay because it, we're kind of getting more into it in the next segment. So. Ben, let's get to your earworm of the week. It's a throwback, actually. Uh huh. I didn't realize this person sung this song, and I've been listening to it a lot. Um, Alexander O'Neill, "Sunshine." Oh. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that reminds me of. Um, I'm not sure what I saw it on, but uh, the song was sampled by Jay Z, and. Yeah, uh, I forget what song by Nutch talking about. Yeah, but it was Jay Z and Foxy Brown. I think Babyface is on there. Yeah. I think th- Babyface wrote this song. I don't know if he wrote the song. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, hold on, we. I have to confirm, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he wrote this song. the singles here we go um 
Oh, no, it was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Okay. <clears throat> but, yeah. Um, they sampled this song, and it ended up, and it was the, um, what was the thing with, the, like, the video, it was very like, weird, and you had Jay-Z with a fisheye lens being used. Mm. So it, kinda, it was around, it was that time. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. I feel like it was a, it might've been high Williams, oh boy. a high Williams video. So <laughs> here is sunshine by Alexander O'Neill. That is Sunshine by Alexander O'Neill, which is from, I believe that is from Hearsay. Uh, let me check one more time. Yes, that is from Hearsay from 1987. Um, I'm, I'm sure my mom has some 45s <laughs> of Alexander O'Neill. I know she does. I'm not sure if she has this one, like mm -hmm. as far as the single goes. 
but I know there's some Alexander O'Neill 45s in my mom's basement. Like I said, mess up the rollback. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, this is a Grammy heavy episode. And uh, with the nominations coming out, you know, it kind of brings up who was, we kind of think of who was snubbed in certain categories or, or just historically mm-hmm. what snubs um, have happened um, historically. Now, um, I guess ben, we can get right into it. You you say that one of the biggest snubs is Maxwell for Pretty Wings mm-hmm. losing to Single Ladies. Mm-hmm. Was this year with Single Ladies? That was the year Single Ladies won. Um, I'm pulling up the category. Pulling up the category now. Let um, I me mean, like honestly, there was there was a moment in time, and I guess I don't have a ton of snubs because for the longest time. I, I agreed with a lot of what the Academy did. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good song. That should have won Song of the Year. That was a good song. I, I don't know why I keep going back to when What a Fool Believes. Because I, was, I don't think I, was, I wasn't paying attention. I was barely alive when that won. <laughs> but when I go back and look at the lists, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good song. And that should have won. Um, but when I go back and I look at, at Single Ladies, I look at that year um, Pretty Wings was an amazing song. That was a beautiful song. It was well written. Um, single Ladies to me was a beat. That's all it was. And and some noises. And some yeah, and some noises. <laughs> um, and so when it, I don't know, that just really frustrated me. And I can't find who else was in that category that year. Oh, I have it. I have it here. Um, this is from 2010. Yeah, uh, we got Poker Face. Mm-hmm. You somebody, and you belong with me. Yeah. So, um, I mean, hell, even if you belong with me, one, I still would have thought that Pretty Wings got snubbed. Pretty Wings was just a really good song. So, um, I, I probably would have picked you somebody in this category. Really? Over single ladies. Um, as much as Pretty Wings is a great song, Mm um, uh, I don't know. I like how you somebody was, was put together and it was, has like kind of a anthemic quality. I like how the uh, background vocals were used. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I mean, I, with single ladies, I think it was them, the Academy awarding a popular song, a popular pop song, which I don't think happens all that much. I mean, the next year, Lady Antebellum won. Which I I, I, I got a gripe about that one, too. <laughs> okay. So, the next year, Lady Antebellum won for Need You Now. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that um, uh, the other songs in the category, like, okay, you have Beg, Steal, or Borrow. Which was a by beautiful Ray, song. Ray LaMontagne. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck you by CeeLo. Fuck yeah, you. That's the the <laughs> hey, look, that's the name of the song. All right. Um, uh, the house that built me by Miranda Lambert, and love the way you lie by Eminem featuring Rihanna. All of those songs are better than Need You Now. <laughs> <laughs> all of those songs. I, I, I. As a matter of fact, I think I wrote something once saying that Fuck You should have won. I think because of its originality, of its um, its daringness, um. I think if, in my opinion, opinion, if I'm going off of just straight artistic merit, maybe Beg Still a Borrow, but I thought, I, I thought Fuck You was one of the best songs I had heard in like a decade. 
Like, and I'm so sad it got overplayed because now I can't stand it because I've heard it so yeah. much. But I still remember, shout out to Darren Rose. Um, he introduced me to the song. Like, he was like, have you heard this song? Something makes me think it might have been on Reddit, and that's how he heard it. Um, but, like, after work one day, we went to his car. He played it for me. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> like, that's all I could say is, like, what was that? Like, that song's amazing. Um and so now I'm kind of disappointed, though, because I thought that Miranda Lambert wrote The House That Built Me. I remember liking that song because I thought it was a very personal song. And uh, it wasn't personal to her. It was just personal to Tom Douglas and Alan Shamblin. So, hmm. A, um, a song that was, uh, that kind of stuck out to me as far as <clears throat> it was, like, how did this song win? Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see if I can find it. Okay. Um, you two one for sometimes you can't make it on your own. <sighs> yeah, I, I felt like it I was a time where one. I felt like if you two puts out anything, the Academy <clears throat> is going to try really hard to give them the award. Just like mm-hmm. um, I've said on a couple of, of sports talk shows that, I felt like the college football playoff committee was going to try to get Oklahoma into the final four. <laughs> I feel like the Academy does this with you two. They're going to try to get you, get you two a song of the year or album of the year. Um, and that year they beat, uh, we belong together by Mariah Carey, which I think is probably her, one of her top three songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Bless the broken road by Roscoe flats, which I don't know of. Um, it was, I mean, it was, uh, Devils and Dust yeah. by Bruce Springsteen, which I probably would have probably would have been my second choice of who I think the Academy is going to give the award to. You mm-hmm. two, and then Bruce Springsteen, and then Ordinary People by John Legend. Yeah, um, great song. I thought that like Mariah, this was that was this was like um, yeah. Mariah Carey having another another. Um, another great run, so I thought she should have won that. But I'm trying to think of what I felt else like came YouTube, out that it wasn't even too. the best song in the, on that album. No, not even. Which album was that? That was um Elevation, right? Not Elevation. Elevation was on that album. That was um it was on a How to Dismantle Atomic Bomb. Yeah. Which I believe won Album of the Year. Yeah. Produced by, of course, Steve Lily White. Um, trying to see what else. If I can remember the track list. Oh yeah, so Vertigo was on, yeah Vertigo was probably my my favorite track Native Son the original version of it, um, so then yeah but no I agree that was uh, I I I think that year I would have probably given it to John Legend um, I I love that song Ordinary People, um, there's there's a group of songs in my life where I can remember the exact moment and where I was when I first heard the song and that was one of those songs, um, yeah. So, um, there was a, uh, um, trying to see if I can find it. Well, album of the year is Mm -hmm. definitely a, um, man, it's just one of those where you don't know if you're trying to predict if you're trying to predict the the who's going to win, you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's pretty clear. Last year, um, even though like Kendrick Lamar's album 
like it's a pimple butterfly. It's a pimple butterfly, yeah. A lot of people love that one. And then there's <laughs> Beauty Behind the Madness by The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I pretty much felt that yeah, it's gonna be 1989. I had that. To to she's won it before, so she's yeah. like proven or whatever. Um, the surprise to me one year uh, was with Daft Punk. One that was a surprise to me because um, it's 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 EDM. Yeah, uh, you know they don't get the critical reception. Awards, yeah. <clears throat> that um that even pop would get um ironically too yeah. red by taylor swift was nominated that year which i felt like was a better album than 1989 but not a lot of people did <laughs> um yeah i think though for and i think i guess it would have been 2016 um there was an album that was completely left out which was emotion by carly ray jepsen um, which is thought by many to be a complete snub. I think with that, like people never got beyond call me. Maybe I think people still have not gotten beyond that song. Yeah. I will. So I, they're not <laughs> listening to her like that anymore. They heard that song and they're like, yeah, it's not call me. Maybe I don't care. <laughs> it's a good album now. I, I would say if anyone's listening out there, which I think, People are listening. Check it out. Mm-hmm. It's a good album. It made a lot of people's lists, but it didn't. It didn't have the same. Um, it didn't have the same month as as the other album. Like I think a lot of people, myself included, discovered it after the fact. So, yeah. Um, I think uh, also. Let's see if they have it listed. They probably don't. Okay. Um, Oh, uh, one one year that with the album of the year, I'm like, how? I I still ask the question, how even now? Steely Dan, yeah, winning for Two Against Nature in 2001 mm-hmm. over the Marshall Mathers LP and Kid A. Mm-hmm. How? Like, what? What? Who? Who's on the? Who? Who voted for this? The old people. Give it to the, the old people. people. I listened to Against Nature because my mom bought it. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> my mom bought two Against Nature. I listened to it. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's good. But is it better than the Marshall Mathers LP? No. Well, I don't think so. Which way are you looking at it from? So, I mean, ask your mom. Like, I'm sure she's heard the Marshall Mathers LP, right? Has she? No. no? <laughs> there you go. Neither had they. <laughs> oh, so that's what they didn't. But they nominated it. Yeah. They, so they didn't listen to it. They didn't listen to it. They're just like, uh, that angry white guy. <laughs> Let's give him a nomination. <laughs> but that, um, and that got me started with, like, I think they're just going to give it to the old people the album of the year they got to have one old older artist in there and they're going to win mm-hmm. um they did it the next year with bob dylan but he didn't win it was the old brother where art thou soundtrack <laughs> the next year they gave it to bruce springsteen but he didn't win it was Nora jones who beat the eminem show another like <clears throat> i didn't think eminem's never gonna win this award probably well not anymore no <laughs> He went in his heyday. He couldn't win it. Um, the speaker box, the love below, is an upset to me. You think it's an upset? It's an upset because 
I never, as far as the academy goes, as far as black artists, as far as with hip hop, mm-hmm. I, I never think that anyone's going to look at hip hop with, um, and apply you know critical thinking or or logic or to look at it mm-hmm. for what it, for look at a rap album for what it is separately from whatever they think they know about, about hip hop. Yeah. So that was a surprise to me. Well, I mean, this was, I, I like and to, also nominated in that category was Missy Elliott. Yeah, in, in for album of the year. Well, I think that was maybe them starting to recognize because, and then also, well, never mind. I was about to say Ella Funk, but that's Elephant. Um, White stripes. I, yeah, <laughs> I think they were starting to recognize the difference maybe between hip hop and rap, and the artistry. Because I mean, like um, Missy's album. To me, some people are like, "Oh, it's rap." That's that's a hip hop record. Like, it, there's tons of hip hop elements, um, hip hop and pop elements. Like, there's just Missy is. That's probably <clears> one <throat> of the more poppy. Yeah. The nominees you have: Outkast, Missy Elliott, Evanescence, Evanescence. Justin Timberlake, and the White Stripes. Mm-hmm. So there were no old artists there. I just felt that they were going to keep doing that, but they went back to it the next year <laughs> with Ray Charles after he had passed. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, uh, okay, they're going to give it to. The dead one. That's mm-hmm. why I thought David Bowie was going to be nominated for Album of the Year, and he wasn't. That's so weird. He's mm. he. I think he has a he has a few nominations. Yeah, for so Black Star. I know he's going to win one. He's yeah. going to get at least one because we got to we have to have that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly, Prince was not nominated at all. He had another album that that came, came out. out before he passed. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, he wasn't he wasn't nominated at all. So. Maybe they're changing their ways, or maybe they just don't like. They just don't like Prince. Maybe, yeah, possibly. Um, I see some more old people though: Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. That okay? Herbie when Hancock. they won, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so beat out Viva La Vida. You have Herbie Hancock winning for doing some Joni Mitchell songs. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what it is. That's what the album is. Yeah. But like. This will, this will start that. I don't think Foo, the Foo Fighters will ever win this award. They came well. I was gonna say they came close with um, "Wasting Light." "Wasting Light," yeah, which was their best record in years, and it didn't get it. So I don't know. Uh, they also beat out Herbie Hancock. Also beat Vince Gill because you got to put a country album in there, otherwise someone might say something. "Graduation" and Amy Winehouse is back to black. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, I have I was still never listened to this Robert Plant, Alison Krauss album. I have a lot of respect for Alison Krauss and in the music world, her band um, Union Station is held in very very high regard. Um, with that said, eh, I don't know if it should have beat out Viva La Vida or Death and All of His Friends, um, or maybe even the Carter Three. Although I'm not a huge my huge Lil Wayne fan, I recognize what the Carter Three was. I believe that was the one with Lollipop on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I recognize what the Carter Three was. Um Yeah. Um <clears throat> was was that? now the one that we we have talked we talked about it on the previous episode, Arcade Fire. Yeah. If this wasn't the most out out of left field. Yeah. Yeah. Out of left field, oh let's make a point or let's satisfy these hipsters. Mm-hmm. Or let's take Arcade Fire away from the hipsters because yeah. they're mainstream now. Mm-hmm. And like, what have they done since? <laughs> Don't even know. 
Oh, they're, um, they're Canadian. I didn't know that either. Right. Yeah. Uh, for the suburbs, what was interesting is they won, and then they had to perform. It was at the end of the show. Yeah, that they was so awkward. That was so awkward. Um, yeah. No, that was that that was weird to me. I mean, hell, the best song on that album was covered by Peter Gabriel, and he did it much better. My body is a cage. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. But I, to to beat out um, recovery, recovery, yeah, the fame monster, the fame, and the fame monster, and teenage dream, yeah, yeah. Hmm. What's well, kind of like like. Um, with some of these albums too, I mean, I know popularity may not play as big as a part, big a part into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who has the Herbie Hancock album. I don't know anybody. Who Your mom doesn't it. have it. No. no, I'm just I'm dead serious because I know no. she likes jazz. So I no, mean, I figured she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't have the Robert Plant House and Cross album. I don't know anybody with that one. No. Um, I did find the Arcade Fire one at the library. Um, <laughs> I don't know anyone who is actually a fan of Mumford and Sons. I knew a couple of people. I didn't. I don't really like them. Um, that was. I think when Mumford and Sons won, that was probably this is probably one of the more indie, quote unquote. Indie, I'm using that term very loosely. Mm-hmm. One of the more indie years as far as nominees, because with with Mumford and Sons, it's the Black Keys, mm-hmm. Fun, Frank Ocean, and Jack, and Jack White. White. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they, you know, tried to appeal to the indie crowd or whatever. Um, and then they kind of went back to being more poppy with Daft Punk, Sarah Bareilles, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, McLemore, Ryan Lewis, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Um, I, I don't like it. She she wins for the ones that I, I don't think she should win for. Like she shouldn't have won for 1989. I do think she should have won for Fearless. Um but then looking back at that year, and I, that's I've actually seen that discussed a few times. When you look at Fearless, um, The Fame, I Am Sasha Fierce, and The End, like had four really good albums. Um, and like looking back on them, like that that was that's kind of like that's a tough. Like I know a lot of people felt like Taylor Swift back then wasn't on the level of any of them. Boy, were they wrong! I guess <laughs> as to what she did, what she went on to do. Um, cause I'm not even going to lie. Like when, when I first saw that fearless one, I didn't agree either. I didn't know what should have won, but I did not think it was fearless. And now going back, I have, I've, I've kind of changed my mind. Um, and I thought that was an interesting, was interesting to see by, by decade. <clears throat> like I think with the nineties, um, I believe that you are a fan of music that would be considered adult contemporary. Oh God, I love it. Yes. <laughs> So in the '90s, these are the artists that won. Sorry, with 1990, Bonnie Raitt, Nick of Time, great. I, that that's <laughs> so good. But then uh, look what it beat out though. The end of Innocence. Um, yeah, I, that's uh, such a good album too. Quincy Jones. Yeah. Natalie Cole, because unforgettable that what that album was. I believe that 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 was that the video was heavy rotation on MTV. Mm-hmm. Like that that song. Which was um, uh, very interesting. Um, That's funny. Now looking at ninety one, back on the block, beat out Mariah Carey, but seriously by Phil Collins. Please hammer, don't hurt him. Wilson Phillips, but seriously was a pretty good album. That had um, another day in paradise on it, and uh, something happened on the way to heaven. 
what else? Let me see here. Yeah, that was a good album. Huh. Okay. Um, all right. Eric Clapton won for a for his Unplugged, Unplugged album, which was a really good album. Yeah. And it beat out Katie Lang, Annie yeah. Lennox, U2, and the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack. Diva was a good album by Annie Lennox. Injuine, um Ingenue. Ange- oh, excuse me, Ingenue. Excuse me. That had um, um, my favorite craving. song, Constant Craving. Yes. Um, this is my wheelhouse, people. I love these songs. <laughs> like, the, like the 90s was very, very AC driven. Uh, mm-hmm. The next year you have the Bodyguard album. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Tony Bennett's MTV Unplugged yeah. album. Beating, But also look at who was nominated. You have... The Three Tenors concert. <laughs> uh-huh. Eric Clapton, Bonnie Raitt, and, and Seal. Seal. These young folks, you, man, they you, don't know. You can't get more AC than that. Okay? They, they, they don't know nothing about that Seal. They don't know nothing about that um, Don't Cry. But then they like overcompensate. Okay, we were too AC. We got to be more... Um, we got to be more like... Yep. Or Gen X, I guess. So the next year, Alanis Morissette won, mm-hmm. beating out Mariah Carey, Michael Which Jackson. Was funny because what Glenn Ballard produced that album, the same Glenn Ballard that wrote Man in the Mirror, <laughs> AC was represented in there somehow. <laughs> um, also beat out Joan Osborne, which is because I I haven't listened to any other song by Joan Osborne than other than one of, us. one of Us. I think I've listened to like a couple. She did a cover, a really good cover of I'll Be Around by The Spinners. I think that was her. It was either her or Alana Davis. I get her and Alana Davis mixed up sometimes. And then okay. Vitalogy. Yeah. Um, and then they uh, and then they tried to meld it together as far as like, okay, let's be more diverse. Mm-hmm. Celine Dion, still the 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 queen of AC to oh, me. Yeah. Um but you had Beck, <clears throat> the Fugees, Smashing Pumpkins, yep. and the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. That was pretty. That's pretty diverse to me. Yeah, and those some of those couple of years right there, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, are some of my favorite years of music. Um, starting with like you know the history and Daydream, um, history by uh, Michael Jackson that has Scream, which was my my favorite Michael Jackson song. Daydream um, by Mariah Carey. Um, I was not aware of Jagged Little Pill at the time, but I later when I you know did find out about it later it was good. The score, which. You know, back in 97, I was like maybe 13. I should not have had that record. Um, truth be told, I didn't. My sister had it. I listened to it all the time. It was awesome. Um, I fell in love with, um, damn it, what's the name of the song from that? Um, Killing Me Softly. Okay. Like, I fell in love with that. Like, those were some really good years. And then The Day by Babyface. Um, this Fire, Paula Cole, which had Where Have All the Cowboys Gone. And then, of course, the theme to Dawson's Creek, I Don't Want to Wait. <laughs> Yeah, those are good. Those are good years, man. Okay, computer with Karma Police and <laughs> um, with the uh, well that that year Bob Dylan won. Mm-hmm. The next year that was, was the Soy Bomb year, right? That was the year that the dude jumped up on stage and was dancing. With I think so. Soy yeah. Bomb written on his body. <laughs> uh, the next year when Lauren Hill won, um, uh, that was a the year that was dominated by women. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and all the artists, all the artists in the category, <clears throat> got Madonna, Sheryl Crow, Garbage, and Shania Twain. Now that album was it was a beast. Come on over. Yes, I'm surprised. Like that was, I can only imagine that year. It was a two person race between Lauryn Hill, oh, yeah. and Shania Twain because Come on over. I think like, that went diamond. <laughs> Madonna was kind of up there because, like, with Ray of Light, she had this new sound. sound. Yeah, reinvented herself. Again. Yeah. Um. And there was Cheryl Crow. That might have been a makeup call because I'm not even familiar with anything on the Globe Sessions. The Globe Sessions had my favorite mistake. Okay. Yeah. The song about Eric Clapton. <laughs> yeah. Which is creepy to think about the age difference there. But but uh, yeah. but yeah, come, come on over. That was uh, still the one was played on the pop stations. Yeah. So it was a major crossover. And then that, uh, that had um, that don't impress me much. I think that was on. God, record. that had 12 singles. From it, <laughs> best-selling country music album ever. Um, Twelve singles. There are sixteen songs. <laughs> Forty million yeah, copies singles. worldwide. Like that was a monster album. Like she's still eating on that record. <laughs> she is still. That's why she barely had to do anything. Like yeah, you know, she's like, only she's only doing stuff if if she just just wants to. Like if that doesn't show you the power of a producer, Mutt Lang, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who he is. He's more than just Def Leppard, people. He's more than just Def Leppard. Yeah. Um. So, let's see if I can. I'm gonna go back. But uh, yeah, come on over. If if that one over Miseducation, I, I don't think anybody would say anything. No, yeah, it'd have just been. <laughs> it'd have been like, well, the Miseducation was more artistic, but come on over was just everywhere. <laughs> uh, the next year to, with Santana Supernatural, I felt like this was this was cheating. <laughs> This album was cheating. <laughs> this was cheating the game. Oh god. Because okay, Clyde Clyde Davis, he put this together like mm-hmm. okay, we're going to have this great guitarist just do a couple of riffs here and there over all these pop songs. Mm-hmm. Uh and just anyone he want to get on the and, record. And whoever mm-hmm. wants whoever wants to be on there. Mm-hmm. Like uh the song Put Your Lights On yeah, Everlast, yeah. He had written that song like a while before. Oh, he had? And then... Oh, wow. Uh, I think Clive Davis or whoever came to him like, hey, do you have any music that, um, you know, we're trying to put this album together with Carlos Santana? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I have this song I just wrote. <laughs> <laughs> um, Smooth was such... That was... That song was... Everywhere? That was... For the people who don't know, that song is such a, it was such a beast. Yeah. That is, um, I don't know if anybody follows or looked at any, any of my playlists on Spotify, but the VH1 All-Stars mm-hmm. list. It was I, probably number one the whole summer. <laughs> the whole year. The whole year. Smooth. I, like, I can't listen, I can barely listen to that song anymore. I've now gotten to the point where I can hear it again. I, I'm not quite there yet. 16 years later, <laughs> I can start listening to it I again. Hear, like, no, no. I can't do it. Oh, man. But uh, that song was, mm-hmm. that is a VH1 legend. Now, that was also the year that Millennium came out, which was another big album. Now, see, Backstreet this is, Boys. now if you think about it now, this was around the time that SoundScan, um, this was that sweet spot between um, 
like um, between people downloading and then, you know, and people still buying records to where you had Millennium and no strings attached and things like that going platinum in a week um, where you had these songs that were dominating the charts. It didn't take, you know, 68 to 70,000 records in a week didn't get you the number one spot. Like you had to be oh, pushing no, half a mil or more to man, get to that number one spot. That was, and that's only a handful out. That's like Millennium. Mm-hmm. I think they did that with Black and Blue. I think so. Because they beat their own record. But like, they had Millennium, and then NSYNC came out with... No Strings Attached. No Strings Attached, which beat their record. Mm-hmm. And then Black and Blue came out, which beat that record. <laughs> like, it was just, like, what was going on at that time? It was, like, the perfect... Like, I don't think we'll ever see that again just because of technology. Um, and then, I think, a forgotten album, Fly, by the Dixie Chicks considering that America doesn't like them anymore. This was this is when America still liked them. Yeah. I, this had Goodbye Earl on it. Mm-hmm. Ready to Run, uh, Cowboy Take Me Away. Yeah. I remember seeing the the video for Goodbye Earl. With Dennis Franz, with right? Dennis Franz's Earl. Yeah. Um, hilarious video. And uh, it's actually a... It's a hilarious video, but the song is very dark. Oh, God, yes. Oh, like, my God, it's, yes. It's, that, it's about murder. <laughs> Domestic violence, domestic and violence and murder, yes, and how it's and it's la 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 yeah. la. It's like done in a in a very sing songy way. And you're just like, oh, it's okay to beat, it's okay to kill someone if they beat you, you know. Like, yes, that's you know, um, it's like a lifetime movie. And also in that, this was the end of TLC's run. Mm-hmm. With fan mail was also nominated that year. Very good album. It was just it was just the end of their run. Left Eye died shortly after that, right? That was 2002, but that was the last album they completed together. Together, yeah. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but like I said, with saying supernatural, that was cheating. <laughs> that was cheating. I mean, that it, this was yeah. Okay, you got Santana's Santana's uh, his sound and his his face on there. Mm-hmm. This was Clive Davis putting this together uh, with. Um, the artists he had on here, Dave Matthews, Everlast, mm-hmm. Rob Thomas, Lauren Hill and CeeLo, uh, Wyclef, yeah. uh, Eagle Eye <laughs> Cherry, Eric Clapton. It's a compilation album, basically. Cheating. Mm-hmm. This was this was the most cheatingest album. <laughs> <laughs> the most cheatingest album ever. Um, I got it at the library. Uh, <laughs> another one for the library. Um, uh, and like we said, with the '90s being um, being more AC, mm-hmm. the '80s was more pop. Mm-hmm. Started with '1980, you got Billy Joel, Christopher Cross, the last radio star to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you got John Lennon and Yoko Ono. This was honoring the dead guy. Um, then you got Toto, because. Uh, Rosanna was such a, a beast song. Yeah, I had to look at the album. And Africa. Remember. Yeah. Uh, then you got Michael Jackson because that was the biggest It was album a phenomenon uh, all by itself. Yeah, not only in music, but on TV. Just in, yeah. It, and look at what it beat. Thriller, what Thriller beat. Less Dance by David Bowie and Innocent Man by Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Synchronicity by the and police. the Flashdance soundtrack. <laughs> 
like though either any of those albums would have won any other I had to year. look at the synchronicity to every breath you take king of pain wrapped around your okay so okay yeah that was the, that the was flash their dance album yeah. the flash dance soundtrack yeah like any if 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 thriller was not made that year it still would have been a like a, a good tight year. competition. Well, 1984 was another really good year because I believe that was also the same year that uh well no never mind because the next year Born in the USA and Purple Rain were nominated for um for Grammys as well. So 1984 but, was a good year. 85 85 is another good year. Lionel yeah. Richie won for Can't Slow Now, mm-hmm. but it beat She's So Unusual, Purple Rain, Born in the USA, and, and Private Dancer. Dancer. Yeah. Like if. If Can't Slow Down didn't come out that year, because he had like three or four number one singles from that album. Mm-hmm. If that album didn't come out, it could have been any of these other four. Yeah. That was another like beast of a year. Then the next year, you have No Jacket Required. Yeah. I don't think any of these other albums would have beat that. Like, I didn't know We Are the World was an album. I just thought it was that one song. Me too. <laughs> um, Sting's first solo album. Then you got Whitney Houston and Dire Straits. Yeah. Like another good year. But the pop of, okay, you got Billy Joel, Christopher Cross, John Lennon, Toto, Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, Phil Collins. Then you got Paul Simon, uh, which was which interesting that, okay, he went to, he heard some stuff by... Um, what is the name of that? I want to get their name right. <laughs> Lady Smith Black Mombazo. Oh, Paul Simon? Yeah. Yeah, Lady Smith Black Mombazo, yeah. So he heard them a couple times. And... <laughs> did an album. <laughs> they did an album. Now, you know, <clears throat> some people may call that cultural appropriation. But that is a, a topic for another day. Well, did he did he talk with a, a black scent? No, he didn't talk with a black scent. He just <laughs> used that music. No, like they the how they how they um accuse Megan Trainer <laughs> like a like where like word okay okay yeah yeah it was very Graceland that had um you can call me Al okay that's that's the song I'm thinking of right and now. uh the the title track mm-hmm. and um diamonds are the solar shoes mm-hmm. so yeah um. Get up back in the high life. And then you had the jog, um, yeah, be back in the high life. It'd be the Broadway album. It'd be Control mm-hmm. and Sell by Peter Gabriel. That was like at the height of his powers, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and then like the next year was U2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the year after that, George Michael. So the 80s were very pop. Um, and then the seventies, you could say it was singer songwriter dominated because you have, I mean, there's blood, sweat and tears, but then Simon and Garfunkel, Carol King, George Harrison, Stevie wonder won it three times. Yeah. Paul Simon, Fleetwood Mac and the Bee Gees. Um, and as of as a recording, uh, Russell Westbrook has his seventh consecutive triple double. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know there are different eras. What so with the same the seventies are singer songwriters, right? Mm-hmm. The eighties are are pop. 
the the poppiest, the most popular of pop, and the '90s are more adult contemporary. The 2000s. What would you say as far as that as far as that goes from two, from 2000 to 2002 <clears throat> or 2009? It's been all over the place, man. Let me go back here. So I mean, honestly, it's been all over the place. Like, there's been nothing. There's really been nothing. I mean, like maybe honor some of the older people. But I mean, there hasn't really been. I don't know. I think like even from mm. from from two thousand two thousand one up until this year, it's been varied. Uh, yeah. I do think this year, um, it's more pop. Mm-hmm. With just looking at who was nominated, yeah, this year it may appear to be varied, but it's it's all kind of melded together into pop. And we're getting more we're we're look we're getting more urban music in there. We're getting more, mm-hmm. um, they're they're starting to recognize more hip hop and R and B and rap and things like that. Which, I mean, like it's it's been the pop for. I mean, let's just be real. The uh, rap has been the pop since Nelly dropped Country Grammar. Like that's been the pop music. Like it's been on the charts. Um, now it's just finally starting to come around you know and be recognized by the academy whether that be because they feel it has more artistic merit or what have you that's fine but it's starting to you're starting to see it more regularly like i think there's a lot of actual while i don't agree with it a lot of artistic respect behind lemonade um as a record and you know what it stands for and of course i mean like an album like to pimp a butterfly um, is always going to get respect no matter what. Like that, that would have gotten respect 20 years ago, I think. I think that could have been one of those albums that would have just been in there. Um, but, you know, but like an album like Lemonade or an album like Views is starting to kind of be looked at with a little bit of artistic merit now. Whereas <clears throat> I don't think an album like Views in 2000 might have been in there. Like you had to be. Like, you know, in the 90s to late, in early 2000s, you had to be like, you had to be the score to get, and you had to be the the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. You had to be, um, you know, like we mentioned, Outkast, um, Speak About Celeb Below, or Stankonia when it got nominated. You had to be those sorts of albums that really, no matter where you are in the pantheon of, you know, whatever, it just stands out as like, this is artistic, you know. I like Views, but Views is not one of the greatest albums of all time. And prior to this, you had to release one of the greatest albums of all time to kind of get into that category. Views is just a good album. It's just a really good album. Same thing. But I, I, I don't want to put Lemonade in that in that in that category because I don't like Beyonce and I don't like what what she's doing here. So I'm not going to call it one of the greatest albums of all time. I'm just going to say it's it's up there, just like Views. Yeah. All right. Um, and we've previously talked about uh, the best new artist category there are some upsets to where like wow how did this artist win over these others Mm um you know one one that's interesting to me and i i don't know the academy hasn't done it for a long time with the best new artists for a time that included comedians i did not know that one year the the second year that the album that the award was given out bob newhart won best new artist (laughs) really I didn't know that. Uh, another year, Dick Gregory was nominated. Huh. 
Um, I feel like there was one year where it was a guy, he was really, really good at, um, let's see if this was the guy, probably not. No, I feel like there was a guy he did. Um, it was like the first time that presidents were parodied Mm -hmm. and he did, he did a very good, um, um, JFK. Okay. (laughs) Um, I don't know if he's in on any of these lists, but I feel like he was nominated one time. Maybe not, or he might've been just nominated for a Grammy. Um, it's for, for the best comedy recording, but that was a big deal with yeah. the last comedian to be nominated actually was Robin Williams in 1980. <clears throat> he was nominated for best new artist, hmm. but also included in that was the blues brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that year was Ricky Lee Jones. I think in the eighties, that's where the through the seventies and eighties it got the reputation of okay, this may be the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. But some that were like total upsets to me kind of starts in the eighties. Like, um, you have Sheena Easton beating Luther mm. and James Ingram. <clears throat> um, you have uh, um was another one that kind of stood out to me well, culture club beating you Eurythmi- uh, the Eurythmics yeah yeah uh, but of course I mean and I guess but was interesting there are three other one hit wonders in that category you have big country yeah men <clears throat> without hats and musical youth to be fair though to look back on this though we do have we have the advantage of hindsight yeah <laughs> like I mean for all we know back in the 80s they're like yeah this culture club band could go far you know like <laughs> You know, maybe that was the thought, but I mean, like, it looks like they kind of, I think Sade, they kind of got it right there. Bruce Hornsby in the range. Um, Tracy Chapman, I don't know. That was a, that seemed like kind of a weak year. Tracy Chapman, Rick Astley, Take Six, Tony Childs, Vanessa Williams. I mean, either, either, with some of these, like, there are some one-hit wonders who didn't win, but they were nominated. Yeah. Like, Robbie Dupree and, uh... Uh, Stray Cats, <laughs> yeah, Corey Hart, Katrina and the Waves, Julian Lennon, mm. <laughs> uh, Glass Tiger. Now, the Breakfast Club, I did not realize they were nominated for Best New Artist. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know, um, but there were some, there were some, some upsets like, okay, one that they, I feel like they got right just compared to who else was nominated, Mariah Carey. Yeah. That, they got that one right. Yeah. Uh, but not, the next year, Mark Cohn beating Boys to Men, Colory Bad, Seal, and Seal, mm. and CNC Music Factory, but especially over Boys to Men and Seal. Yeah. Well, you, you skipped a, a really good year there, 1990. Well, see, the, the what had happened was with 1990, <laughs> and this is gonna, this is gonna be a future episode. It probably heavily will draw from the the very first episode of Behind the Music, music yeah. <laughs> about Millie Vanilli. Uh, that award was vacated. <clears throat> Reading uh, I and what what prompted me to text you about that the other day, I was reading their bio. I was like, "This is tragic." Oh yeah, like I was reading the Spotify bio, bio, um, and it was talking about like how it just it basically kind of solidified what people thought about pop music. Like this is all fake, and we can prove it. <laughs> like, they're not even singing the songs. Like it's a crazy man. That's crazy. Well, it was interesting about that, and it probably makes people uh, they probably pay more attention to uh, accents. Like they were German. German, right? <laughs> um, and they're singing this 
this American pop and R&B and mm-hmm. like almost perfect accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it didn't make sense. Um, what was interesting in that year, like, okay, they had, they vacated the award. Nobody else wanted it. I would have probably. That's why it was it not to... awarded to anyone else. They, they didn't want it. I would have given it to the Indigo Girls, but they probably like, ah, oh, we don't, uh, we're good, we're good. <laughs> they they didn't want it. Soul to Soul's like, nah. Tone Loke, I know, I know he didn't want no, it. No, I want it. He owes his career to Young MC, um, or yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Young MC wrote his songs. Uh, Nana Cherry, nah, she probably didn't want it. She didn't want it either. Um, she was probably just happy to be on top of the pops, or. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, and then the net and then it kind of gets like it kind of got gimmicky for a while as far as like some artists being nominated like before, like during the 80s it was like if you had that strong single mm-hmm. it was really based off of one song. Yeah, I mean, that's why like I had to look up. OK, what was the song by Glass Tiger? Oh, I, I've heard that song. I didn't know who sang it. Yeah. Don't forget <laughs> me when I'm gone. Yeah. Um, you know, Katrina and the Waves. Name a second song by Katrina. <laughs> I can't even name a first. <laughs> What was their big single? Walking on Sunshine. That was them? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I just remember that song. My jazz teacher hated that song because it was just like two chords. <laughs> he just, he was like, God, I hate this song. Um. Yeah. Uh, Swing Out Sister. You recall them mm-hmm. at all? Okay. Uh, Cutting Crew. I do remember them. Yeah. The only reason I remember them is because of um, the uh, Will Ferrell SNL skit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, died eating arms tonight, right? The Will Ferrell, where he's playing the cowbell? No, he's playing. Um, it's him and I think it's him and Horatio Sands, and they get hired to play a wedding, and like they pick that song to play, and like um, they're supposed to come in at a certain point. It's the, it was the episode where Joshua Jackson hosted. I remember that much. <laughs> yeah, and Joshua it's Jackson old. is gonna give a toast at a wedding. And they're supposed to come in and play that song when he gives them the cue. And they keep coming in early. Like, because they're so excited. They keep coming in early. And so finally, Joshua Jackson, he's just, all right, fine. Just just sing the song. Just sing the song. And they sing the chorus. And that's all they know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they learned. And they's like, you know, we would give back the money, but we spent it. As soon as we got it, it's all gone. <laughs> it was very, so that's why I, I yeah, cutting crew. Yeah. And those Time Life commercials where they talk about like, own all the hits of the 80s. And yeah. <laughs> we get back to We need to take a look at those commercials one day. Yeah. Um, they still come on. I saw one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, like, it's still, <clears throat> and then through the 90s, the, the strong single, but then some were kind of gimmicky. Mm-hmm. Like, um, okay, you had Arrested Development win, but also in that category is Billy Ray Cyrus, mm-hmm. uh, John Cicada, mm-hmm. who can thank Gloria Estefan, mm-hmm. uh, Criss Cross, they had a gimmick. Yeah. And the Sophie But B. it was the beginning of the underrated the underrated uh career of Jermaine Dupree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Sophie B. Hawkins. I think because she had the word damn in one yeah. of her songs. <laughs> um and then the next year you had Tony Braxton, but also then like Diggable Planets. Um SW, that was that was pretty good as far Blind as Blind Melon. Though. Blind Melon. Maybe could have been something if he didn't die. This thing yeah. didn't die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, death has that kind of effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the next year, um, Michelle Crow, Crow, Ace of Base, Count, Counting Crows, Green Day. 
Who's still around? Crash test, trash test dummies has is the gimmick though. Yeah. There's, there's kind of a, it's like a little bit of a gimmick. The next year, Hootie and the Blowfish, they had good songs, but I think part of the gimmick was their name, and they had a black lead singer. Mm-hmm. Um, Deep voice, don't see that much. <laughs> uh, the huh. next year, Leanne Rhymes, I think this this was pretty solid. Uh, the Tony Rich Project is probably the left field pick for yeah. this. Um, yeah. Uh, the next year, Paula Cole. Um, I don't think they could have given it to Puff Daddy. It was too controversial at the time. Yeah. Uh, Hanson. Okay, they're gonna give it to some some kids from the Midwest. No, Fiona Apple. That video was was controversial at the time. And then Erica Badu. Uh, you know, Paula Cole should have been. Well, I say she should be. She should have been bigger, but she had. I don't know. I'm just. I'm wondering if someone like her would be big nowadays. I don't think so. I used to love Paula Cole. That's Maybe. that's an interesting. That's an interesting choice that year too. Hmm. Hmm. And then I think like and like we said like ever since Evanescence, uh, I think every artist that has won the award is still relatively successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't fallen off too much. Yeah. Uh, with Evanescence, uh, that reminds me, like, who, there was a guy at, when we lived in Rao, that played, did he play, like, Wake Me Up? Yeah, God, that song. A lot. Like, on repeat. It was Keith. He lived across from me, I think. <laughs> um, there was someone on, on my floor. Oh, for real? Uh, Daniel. Oh, that makes sense. I could see that. He <laughs> just played it on repeats. Now, uh, yeah, Susan Deteshi, I did not know was nominated for this award. She seems like that's she seems like an out of left field pick there. The year Christina Aguilera won, she's a blues guitar player. Um, ended up marrying Derek Trucks, another blues guitar player. Um, interesting. Brad Paisley didn't know he was nominated the same year. Shelby Lynn probably was like, "Who is this woman?" Tenaga Pierre, <laughs> crazy. Um. One uh, one year, well, I, I think I, I, we probably still listen to the song every now and then. Gretchen Wilson. Oh God, yes, Redneck Woman. Yes, that backing band was. All, I need to look up who the drummer was, but yeah, she's um, yeah, she's not doing. She don't do that much. She bought a covers album. That's about it. Um, yeah, Fall yeah. Out Boy lost the next year to John Legend. Chris Brown lost to Carrie Underwood. He probably hit her. Is that, no, is that too, no, too, that too, was soon? too soon? <laughs> but James Blunt was in that category. Image and Heap, too. Off of one song, really. Yeah, you're beautiful. Um, and then I think during this time, what, what they will look at is if there's a British artist, a white British artist whose music sounds like it's R&B, yeah. <clears throat> they're probably going to win. That's why you have Amy Whitehouse and Adele. And, and Sam Duffy, Smith. And Duffy and was Duffy. nominated. <laughs> Fit him in there. Duffy was nominated. Who else would fits this that was nominated? Um Alabama Shakes. I don't think they're British though. No, they're they're from um I think they're from Georgia, actually. I wanna think. They're not from Alabama? Mm-mm. Maybe that just sounded catchier. No, they're from Athens, Alabama. Oh, maybe I thought it was Athens, Georgia. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> uh <clears throat> 
who the else? Who else hates. fits in this? Oh, Ed, Ed Sheeran yeah. kind of fits into it. There was a um, a poll a couple of years ago where Ed Sheeran was named the most influential artist in black music. Really? That's interesting. <laughs> um, Hunter Hayes. Now that's he's pretty good. He's like the uh, I don't know if you could say it, the Prince of Country. Like he plays everything. He's he was really young. He's like a prodigy. I guess that'd be more so like really, but he's not blind. Because uh, Stevie Wonder was more like a, a child prodigy music wise, but yeah, Hunter Hayes is like the he plays all of his instruments. Um, I didn't know Haim or Haim, however you say it, was nominated either. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, uh, and James so, Bay. Wow. So this year's this <clears throat> upcoming Grammys is going to be interesting. You know, it it, it could be the um, kind of the coronation for Beyonce, or just the the farewell to Adele while she's going to take a break. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see the farewell. I think that's what you're going to see. Okay. I, I think I... Because um, Beyonce is not going anywhere. Beyonce is probably writing a new album mm-hmm. right now. She does not rest. <laughs> she does not rest. She she had the tour. Yeah. Now she's back to writing an album. Mm-hmm. Right? She's right. She's working on new stuff right now, I bet. Um, she is in the studio with the dream right now. I hope. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, and you know, guys, if you have anything that you want to add about anything you've noticed with the Grammys, we kind of just like kind of went with the flow on this. We kind of yeah. freestyled this, but I think it was still a good yeah, no, good conversation. Good discussion. Yeah. Uh, anything that you notice about the Grammys, you know, is there, I, I haven't watched it in years. Nor have I. Uh, I don't know if the rap category is still not televised. No, it's, it's televised now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know it wasn't for a long time. Yeah. Uh, will Kanye actually keep his word and not attend because Frank Ocean was not nominated? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, will, uh, yeah, well, is it going to be a farewell for Adele or coordination for Beyonce? Um you know, or are they just going to give it to Sturgill Simpson and just upset everyone yeah, on and, Twitter? Well, hold on. <laughs> is he performing last? <laughs> they haven't come up with the lineup yet. If he's performing last, <laughs> he's going to get it. If you're watching it and you haven't seen you haven't seen him perform yet, but he's won some awards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's probably going to win. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Sturgill. Dude, you got to look at who's won some awards, but they haven't performed yet. Mm-hmm. And they're expected to perform. Yeah. You know, if CBS says, oh, yeah, Justin Bieber and Beyonce and Adele and Sturgill Simpson, whoever hasn't performed yet by the end, if they had performed already, they're not going <laughs> to They're not going to win. Um, you know, so, yeah, hit us up on on Facebook or Instagram or uh, or email us. You know, if you disagree, I, I, I can't feel how anyone would disagree with me that Supernatural is the most cheating album <laughs> of the year winner of all time. Um I might go on our pop heads and see what they think, or just our music on Reddit <laughs> and be like, "This is the cheat code." <laughs> uh, yeah, this was yeah. the infinite lives code. So uh, definitely look into that, and um, let's get to my ear rumor of the week. We're already past two hours. Oh boy, are we really? Yeah, rousing discussion. <laughs> so my ear rumor of the week it's from um, an Australian. Let me make sure they're Australian. 
I've been, I'm, listen, I'm listening to a couple of <clears throat> a couple of groups. I wasn't sure if uh, if they were from Britain or Australia, but I think these girls are from Australia. It's a pop duo called Eka. Okay, I thought you were gonna say the Veronicas. I was hoping the Veronicas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are called Eka. They are from. Yes, they are from Australia. No, they're from the UK. Okay, so I was thinking the other group called Alpine. They're from they're okay. from Australia. But Eka is a pop duo. They're called Eka because uh, they're both named Rebecca. Oh goodness! <laughs> and um, I this was on this was on my Uber list oh, for a while. But <laughs> you took it off. <laughs> I took it off because I you know I wanted to keep the rotation fresh. But uh, this is my favorite. This is the first song I heard by them. It's my favorite song by them. Um, and if they come to America, I, I want to go see them. This is called Last Chance to Dance. Um, I really like the production on this. I like the the guitars, the well, the guitar like tinges that they put on it. I mean, it is a dance song, but you know, I kind of like how it's put together. And um, let me add it to the playlist so I can cue it up. This is Eka. It's spelled E K K A H. This is from Last Chance to Dance. This is Last Chance to Dance from the EP Last Chance to Dance. And we'll be right back. from their EP Last Chance to Dance uh, came out 2014 but they, they haven't released a full length album yet but they have a few singles out that there that happens too much <laughs> that happens too much I go and look for an album to hear more is it, like, is, it, is it too much of an investment for the album at this point I think it, I think it's become that um, 
like if your if your first single can't pop, why am I gonna make an album? You know? Yeah. Or we'll we'll give you enough to make four songs. Yeah. So that's why <laughs> EPs have gotten more popular. And, yeah. 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 Um, so uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for our show. Um, thank you guys for for listening. If you have downloaded it, either through iTunes, Podomatic, or the Satchel Podcast Player, we definitely appreciate it. Um, reach out to us. Uh, reach you know, out and touch us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow us on Instagram at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U because we're urban. Yes. Uh, that is also the same spelling for our email. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. And am I forgetting anything? Did you forget that? the Facebook again? I just said the Facebook. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the one that, that I forget most often. But um, yeah, and well, yeah, of course, iTunes, Podomatic, Central Podcast Player. Uh, you can follow our playlist, BTTYHT Earworms, on Spotify. Um, I follow it. It's a good. It's a good playlist to follow. Yeah. Well. You're, you you put together half of it. So. <laughs> Might be a little biased. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can check that out. Uh, you can subscribe to that. Uh, we'll, we I put the, the songs in the playlist right when we play them as we're recording. So you'll get you'll see what songs were there um, right when you download the episode. You can go look at that playlist um, and check out what we have been listening to and what we've what we've enjoyed. Um, we didn't play a lot of music in this episode. We mm-hmm. we didn't play anything. <laughs> we didn't play. We played our earworms, and we played a clip from the '98 Grammys. <laughs> uh, <About> the children, <laughs> Wu Tang is for the children. <clears throat> um. So, okay, I I will not play anything from Supernatural, but oh. we could play something else that we have talked about tonight. <laughs> or would you? We could play something we didn't talk about tonight. Um. I don't even think it's ever been played on this show. It's a song of the year winner for, was it 84, 85? What a Fool Believes. Uh, let's look at that real quick. I know one song of the year. I just can't remember the year. Song of the year. Uh, it's probably in the 80s. 1980. 1980. Was it Minute by Minute? Um uh, well, yeah, for minute the by for minute the, was the album, yeah. Okay, it was from minute by minute. I love that song. Written too. by Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald. The Michael McDonald. The Michael, not Michael McTrap. <laughs> Search Michael McTrap on Instagram or YouTube <laughs> and be entertained for at least a few minutes. But um, yeah, this is what a fool believes. It was written by. Well, it was written by Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald. Mm-hmm. But was it like Kenny Loggins wanted to, he didn't intend to get, I wonder what the story is with that. I would I like know to know the a, true story and not the made up one. Even though Yacht Rock is funny, I'd like to know the true story of why it made, <laughs> you know, because it made both their albums, but like. Right, like Kenny Loggins has his own version. Drastically but it different. Came out, it came out later. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so, uh. And my, well, I see all year Michael Jackson claimed that he contributed at least one backing track 
to the original Doobie Brothers recording, mm-hmm. but didn't get credit, and then the band denied it. Yeah, I mean, what's what's the harm? <laughs> what's the harm in saying Michael Jackson sang on your song? But uh, this is what a fool believes by the Doobie Brothers, written by Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.